on a mission to explore the far reaches of cinema. Three daring adventurers dive deep into the Criterion and beyond. These are the tales of their adventures. This is Cynonauts! Charlotte, uh, sorry, Catcher. This is Catcher. <laughs> and just like that, oh. the Synonauts have come back to the glorious city of New York City to take a break from our traditional exploration of the Criterion and to explore the beautiful world of Carrie, Charlotte, Miranda, and Samantha. Welcome to the first episode of Synonauts oh. in the City. I have chills. Stoked. I have chills. It's time. Yeah. It's time. <laughs> For those of you who maybe have forgotten what we're doing here and are a little bit confused, I understand. Um, <laughs> but over uh, the next couple of weeks, we're going to be discussing the HBO Max reboot of Sex and the City and just like that and discuss uh, one season of Sex and the City at a time. And you know what? We're not really known for guests here on Synonauts. We've had a couple here and there. Uh, but we got a lot of guests Oof, lined up do we ever. for Synonauts in the City. A lot of special guests. Some podcast debuts. Mm. Okay? Some podcast debuts, and it's going to be a wild ride as we journey through the lives of our four favorite New York women. Yeah. Boom. How are you feeling about it? Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. This Oof. Sex in the City has just been an ongoing staple in my life since I was a teenager. Um, and to have come full circle to just keep on <laughs> getting to catch up with these women like throughout their entire lives <laughs> was beyond what I ever expected. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just happy. Nice. I'm just thrilled to be here. <laughs> catch her. Well, well, when we started the it was Synonauts, we, you know, we really wanted to deal with the greatest stories, you know, ever told. Mm-hmm. And if this isn't one of the great stories... Of human culture, then I don't know what is. Well said. It's a, you know, HBO shows get so much praise over the years for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, they tend to have a higher bar of prestige television. They probably, people could say they created prestige television. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But when people say that, they always talk about The Wire and The Sopranos. Yeah. And Sex in the City should 100% be right up there. 100%. Like, it's, you know, it came out right around the same time as The Sopranos. It had the same cultural impact uh longevity as the sopranos i mean it's it 100 should be in the conversation there and we're here to bring that conversation i actually have a question for those people all right who don't Mm. hold Mm. sex in the city to to the high praise of like hbo goatness when the hbo logo comes on what song do you think what 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 mm-hmm. automatically starts playing in your head? It's not the wire <laughs> opening it's, music. It's the, it's okay, the, it's the theme of Six Feet Under. Is the right answer? But Yours that's is Six fine. Feet Under. It is, yeah. Okay, well, Catcher's Band. Mine is either The Sopranos or Sex in the City. Okay, well, I, it depends what we've watched most recently. <laughs> Mine is strictly Sex in the City. Like HBO, <laughs> that logo shows up on the screen, and it's like. The, oh yeah exactly <laughs> do, 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 do. 
Um, before we get into our, our discussion of the first two episodes of and just like that and then sex and the city season one uh boom you briefly talked about this but did you want to talk about more about your relationship with the show um i'm sure we'll find out more as we discuss uh over this little mini uh excursion of ours but anything huh? else before we kick off there no i mean I just love this show. I've been watching it since I was younger. I think it was such a good introduction to just kind of like womanhood in general. Mm. I think a lot mm-hmm. of things, I mean, obviously we'll go through the ins and outs of the show in this in this upcoming series. So I'm excited. You know, not like some of the things are to be taken with a grain of salt, but a lot of it was just like very empowering media um, mm-hmm. that helped guide me through my awkward teen years and even still now into my 30s. Sex and the City hits different when you're actually in your 30s, but... <laughs> oh, yes. It's yes. just... Yeah. It's it's awesome. Like, absolutely adore it. Uh, Catcher, what about you? Well, I was... Like, I came into it very late. Like, I think it was probably, like, five or no, maybe six years ago that I, I saw it for the first time. And I think I sort of had this perception of it that I think most people who have not watched the show specifically males have of the show sure. where it's just like oh it's like a ladies show ladies doing lady things and it's just like about shopping and whatever and that's exactly what like well we'll get into it but the last the movie gets you know sort of like dives into that um mm-hmm. but i was forced not forced i was asked to watch and willingly went forward into finally checking it out and was just blown away by it um the characters the stories the frankness of the conversations um and i think it is honestly in a weird way like educational and helpful for people to watch because i really think mm-hmm. it like helps dissect things that everyone thinks about or has troubles with mm-hmm. in their in their life and i think i'm realizing now on this rewatch i've given carrie a lot of hate over the years and I think what's nice about Carrie and what I'm maybe learning, and we'll see how this goes on, okay? But it's nice to have someone who vocalizes mm-hmm. the things that you do sometimes that isn't right. Or, yeah. If you know, if we get nothing out of this podcast other than Catcher finally admitting that Carrie is an amazing character, that we mm. have done our jobs. I know. Listen, I'm already on big side in a way I've never been. So this is already a change for me. So this is very good. <laughs> on my end, my sister had the box set back in whenever it came out. I remember it was like this pink plastic yeah. box set. See through. And yeah, see through. And she uh, went to college. And then I remember I just like threw it on one day when I was like in high school, like a freshman in high school. And then I just like found myself watching the whole thing. Uh, I don't know. It just something about it just clicked with me. Um, just the characters, yeah. everything. It just it's it it. I've always found I find um, I've always just like been friends with women. Yeah, same, uh, same. And so I actually account my like earlier understanding, I guess, or like earlier uh, empathy or uh, connection. I think is a lot of the, because I watched Sex and the City like at a really young impressionable age and i sort of like felt like whether i was correct or not i felt like i understood you know my <laughs> classmates differently than other of my other guy classmates mm-hmm. which i i think there is some validity to that yeah. I think so. um and then i've just loved it ever since and then tara hardcore sex and city fan like 
hardcore, hardcore. Like the first time she went to New York, she did like a Sex and the City tour, yes, all that sort of stuff. As you do. Uh, and so, as you do. And so <laughs> I've been just, it just has never left my life. I've been watching it before. And then yeah. with Tara, like we'll just always throw on, you know, random episodes, which ends Oof. up being like a complete rewatch. Oh, so. yeah. You always, even if you try to trick yourself into starting at it, like, mm-hmm. you're like, I'm going to start like season four or season four, episode seven. Right. And you're just like, I'm just going to watch two episodes. But then you end up <laughs> just going right through to the end and then just starting back at the beginning. Like, right. Right. <laughs> why, why lie to yourself? Exactly. You know the truth. You know it's going to happen. Uh, something I forgot to mention at the top. So we are going to be doing all six seasons. Mm-hmm. We are going to be talking about every episode of And Just Like That. We are going to be doing the first film. And you know what? We're going to be doing the second film. That's yeah. right. But but we're going to be doing it a little bit differently. <laughs> we are going to talk about the second film as a watch along <laughs> episode. <laughs> so the three of us are going to queue up sex in the city too. We're going to hit play at the same time. And we're just going to do a commentary track over the entire like eight hour movie or oh, however right. long that godforsaken <laughs> piece of film is. Eight hours. Uh, and so I, I know people I've heard rumblings among our listeners and our friends uh that they're dreading having to revisit mm-hmm. sex and city too so i if i may say don't do it until you can do it with us uh, listening along us uh in, yeah. in the podcast there so, you have that yeah if we gotta do it you It'll, gotta do it all right that's right <laughs> yeah <laughs> we're not suffering oh, alone. we're dragging you down with us <laughs> indeed indeed uh tara is a sex and city two apologist so <gasps> may, may have to get her to send in a voicemail oh on that or something to yes. discuss it. all right so given the obviously spoilers if you haven't watched the first episode of it just like that you turn this off right now yeah. uh because a you probably don't have social media uh and b you're gonna be spoiled big time so yeah. fair warning uh, this, the moments of, and just like that are so huge. We just decided we're going to kick off this episode with discussing the first two episodes. Uh, also cause season one, isn't really our favorite as we've discussed. So we can probably breeze with that a little quicker than, you know, seasons three on basically. Mm-hmm. But, uh, let's talk about, and just like that overall thoughts. I was a big fan, mm-hmm. huge fan. I thought it picked up right where it left off. Uh, it felt like it was like from the original, like it felt like it could have just picked up after the first movie. And I can see, I guess people could see that and say that as like, as a bad thing, which I understand for me, it really worked. Um, in particular, uh, Miranda, I am like very, like, I think her character is very funny and very, uh, real to me. Uh, Boom's already, she's given us the polite head nod and eye rolls, which means this is going to be a spicy one. (laughs) Yeah, those th- that was my overall thoughts. I was very happy with these first two episodes. I like could not have been more satisfied, honestly, with them. Uh, but we'll dig into more detail. Uh, let's go to Catcher first. Overall thoughts on the first two episodes. Yeah, I mean, I I felt I felt really good about it. I I think I'm in the same boat as you. In like, um, their dynamics felt good. It was. I uh, mean, uh, Emma have talked recently about sort of the latter half of the series sort of feeling like being on set and and mm-hmm. everything not really feeling like New York and what was nice about this was like it felt like them in New York it like in mm-hmm. real places which is a vibe from season 1 that i really appreciated mm-hmm. um and something we'll get into mm-hmm. later but so that was nice their back and forth 
was perfect. Like it was just mm-hmm. like it felt like putting like on your favorite coat or something. Um, and I very appropriate. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. That's true. Metaphor. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and I liked that there was something about the characters where they weren't trying to um, glorify them. Mm-hmm. Like these characters like all of all three i th- i think all three of them throughout the like throughout the first episode the first two episodes really aren't like they're not heroes any like you know what i mean mm-hmm. they are still trouble they still have faults mm-hmm. and um they're not be there's things where the episodes the first episode starts where you're like oh this is what they're going to do and that was the vibe i had like oh no and mm-hmm. they really don't like let any of that weirdness slide and they really mm-hmm. take them to task for being we like Miranda is a perfect example with her like walking in um to that classroom and just fumbling over every word that's ever mm-hmm. been spoken um <laughs> and it, it's like and you know like you feel for her cuz you know what she's like as a person but you also know what she's doing is like what she's saying is like hilarious and wrong like everything is wrong and i like <laughs> that they give these characters some wrongness like mm-hmm. you know what i mean like especially coming back after so long i feel like there's a tendency to like want a hero like make these mm-hmm. people heroes even though it's sex in the city but like you know what i mean and yeah and they're not precious with them so that's mm-hmm. good boom um okay so <laughs> it's, it's gonna be okay guys we're gonna get through this i actually enjoyed the the first episode the first two episodes when our girls turn around and and we get the first little hint of like the theme music. I had full body chills that honestly persisted for like the entire episode. I was so stoked. <laughs> they all look amazing. I love that we're having conversations about hair color and just like mm-hmm. things like that. Very them. Very perfect. Yes. yes. Um and like true to form I was a little bit so going into it I feel like this is my out of all the things that we all say I feel like me saying I was a little bit apprehensive is like my thing to say um (laughs) (laughs) I was a little bit apprehensive bringing sex in the or sex in the city to like a 2021 audience because I thought they, I was concerned they were going to go for like the pseudo woke narrative yes. that's mm-hmm. like clubbing people over the head. And mm-hmm. I really did get that in the first episode. Um, mm-hmm. I understand that these conversations need to happen. So it's like, obviously they're going to do it, but I wasn't expecting it to be so like, it almost feels like It's like super apologist for like the show in the 90s. I know a lot of aspect of like what the original series didn't age well, but like there's not that. I don't know. Like we're not watching this show to watch like Miranda go on a woke journey. Like if anybody's going to be woke, like so (laughs) watching her like be shy and awkward and like have this weird white savior complex that's just being like said out loud like so bluntly i'm just like what is what is even happening right now so anyways i feel like that was 
to me, it was just cringy. And I was like, mm. there was a, there's a grit to the original series that I was like hoping we were going to hold on to in 2021. I feel like we're not going to get that. I feel like we're getting the glossy, like make sure everybody's happy, make sure nobody's offended. 2021 bullshit that like <laughs> studios love to feed us. That's not why I'm watching Sex in the City. Like it's a fantasy. Mm-hmm. These these are four rich white women. Like I <laughs> like I don't need to wa- like see them go on a civil rights journey. That's not why I'm watching this show. And I think and I'm hoping. I think like the show is going to be awesome. Like I'm excited for what's to come. I just like hope they can get back to that grit and like find ways to incorporate. There's so many interesting things, conversations happening about like sex and people who live in cities and like the different different identities and and the way things are moving these days. I hope there's like a cool way to incorporate that. That's not just like this like weird textbook lip service, if that makes sense. <laughs> no, it makes total sense. Yeah. That that pod that whole podcast scene. Felt Overkill. very much like that. Very much like that. You're yeah. A, you're a cis man and I'm a this and like you're that. It's like, okay, we get that. And it's like, we know like nobody who's. <laughs> so, yeah. So I agree that the podcasting thing was a little goofy for me. Um, but oh. again, I, I, I think the reason I, I like it, specifically Miranda's storyline yeah. is because. I think a lot of like rich white women at her age are going through very similar things. So like I'm trying to like the show obviously has a massive like younger audience, Mm -hmm. like, but the show was for women who are now Cynthia Nixon, Sarah Jessica Parker and Kristen Davis's actual ages. Like that's who the show was originally for. And so the reboot is also like them. And I can picture my mom's friends uh in you know having these like conversations and like total like accidents because i don't think miranda was like trying to be a white savior i think the accident is that she was overthinking being a white savior and that is actually worse like for a lot of people because like i don't think they're gonna make like miranda look like she's racist because obviously she's not right but the fact that they're having her learn from her mistakes by over correcting I think works really, really well for the show. Yeah. In my head, but that's more of a Charlotte. Like, right? in my I'm head, like, canon. That's you Charlotte. Think it's I think out of character yes. for Miranda a little bit. Like, I, I do. I, I, I do a little bit. I, I think that that is Charlotte yeah. more so than Miranda. But no, no I disagree. Miranda's I, circumstance makes a lot of sense. Like going to school. Yeah. You know, she wants to. She's done with corporate law. It makes sense like, that she's fuck, like situated you know? in that position. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why I appreciate it. Yeah. I get it was cringy, but like I think it was cringy to where like I I understand why they were doing it. Um, the the podcast thing was a little like was yeah. a little over the top. But I me. love that um, Carrie's doing a podcast like that. Yeah, yes. that's great. That yeah. makes total sense to me. It's amazing. Um, yeah. and I and I she'll make way more money than writing one column. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Catcher, uh, you were gonna say something. Um, no, I actually, I honestly think it is, I like that it's Miranda. Like, Miranda mm-hmm. is always the one that is, like, she, she has a conscious thought. Mm-hmm. Pro- like, she's constantly thinking about what's happening around her. She is, like, wor- she is someone who cares about what's going on. Yeah. And But I feel like, like she's, Ma- a, sorry, not to cut you no, off, no. but I'm like. No, no, I, go ahead, go ahead. I feel like Miranda's, like, the, obviously so critical, but, like, she's critical, but 
by the time she's saying something, she already has a well-formed opinion on it. Like, I know that even, like, I know that this is a little bit touchier, and I'm sure that, like, she's been in situations that have humbled her and, like, made her want to do better. But I also feel like Mm -hmm. Miranda would be, like, a little bit more combative, like, a little bit more, a little bit less, like, like, I don't get why I have to do this. Yeah, like. Sure. Sure. Which I, I think is also a fine side to to show, especially to that particular demographic who half the time are just like, well, if like, why, why is it my job to like mm-hmm. free the blacks? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I, I, I think, I think, uh, I think you nailed, no, I just, I just, you know, I think what you said sort of nailed it perfectly, which was like, mm-hmm. this is, this is someone of like, of that age that, that, they're trying to mirror the lives of mm-hmm. the people of the audience. And I think yeah. she's just a perfect surrogate but, for that yeah. because she's the only one with the capabilities of like maneuvering out of the situation. Mm-hmm. Whereas like the other girls, this would be an educational experience sort of thing where they're learning things for the first time where Miranda yeah. sort of knows these things. But like you said, she's stumbling, trying to be too much. And I, I think like of all the characters, she's the one who can like, grow past this because this is only the first episode so like yeah. there's yeah, totally. you know, eight, nine eight more episodes to go yeah. and like you know to start her here means yeah. there's so much more to go i agree look at that we're firing it also i love this fun. <laughs> uh before we go to the other girls i, I do want to say how about horny ass brady like what is going oh, on oh my god <laughs> I, i'm on record saying i thought brady might be gay in this I'm unfortunately, okay. this is obviously not true, and I'm kind of <laughs> sad about that. But this Brady is can't also be gay awesome. They're going to make Miranda gay. Yeah, I think they're going to do that too. Yeah, Charlotte. Um, Char Char. What, what about her? She seems to have been kind of in the same place that she was, but that's also not really a surprise. Mm-hmm. Like her whole arc—not her whole arc—a big core driver of her character throughout the show and the films is to have like the picture perfect life which she seems to have um so it makes sense that that she is there um thoughts any any key pullouts on, yeah. on charlotte i think it's like typical charlotte like nothing like radically unexpected um i think it's gonna be fun and entertaining because it seems like shit's going good for Char, uh, but she's got like a little bit of a handful with her white daughter, and then the other <laughs> one is <laughs> fine. And I was like, okay, like I don't know. I think it's gonna be a good time. Her and Harry seem like they're in a good place, which I'm happy love about because I fucking love Harry. Me too. Um, yeah. And so I think it's just gonna be like like fun charlotte antics this season and i'm i'm so down for like charlotte just figuring out pta meetings and like just you know I feel, like i feel like charlotte, no that's the thing with charlotte though is like charlotte knows how to do pta meetings what she doesn't know how to deal with what and what i'm hoping this season tackles is like she now has everything she's ever wanted and yeah. what happens when when that doesn't that doesn't mm. become what you want. Like the idea mm. that she gets brings the dresses home and her daughter is not into the dress in the slightest. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, how do you handle all all of that you've ever wanted? Right. What now it's but it's real. And like right. there's which, it's, it's it's harder when it's not storybook. Which again is a thing that most people our age uh don't know. Because most people our age will have kids who are 
like much younger than than high school or, or middle school. And again, going back to the point where this is ultimately a show for women of their actual ages. Uh, I mean, I'm sure that's a real struggle. Like for me, I really like am praying to God. Isla is also like a musician and like wants to play music. And so like, mm. I will be so bummed if she, if she is like, I don't, yeah, it's like, I don't want to do this, you know? And that's just something that I'm sure every parent comes to terms with. Um, but Charlotte is just so extreme that we're, we're probably going to get some pretty hilarious oh, uh, yeah. m- moments out of that elephant in the room. Oof. Samantha. Uh, I thought they did it well. I think so. I too. was like, I thought I was really impressed with it. And to the point where I'm like, I think she's going to show up. Yes. Yes. yes I yes. have a feeling she'll show up at the but end. But if she's going to show up, then why wouldn't she just be in the whole season? Uh, it could have been like, timing, timing. Look, look how good this yeah. is. Or she could just be like, I'll just show up for one thing. Like I'll come yeah. do this one last thing for you. And then we'll never talk again. I think when I think about the how Samantha's being handled realistically, I'm like, this checks out, honestly. Like, yeah, I, I, totally. I think that my problem with it is that I <laughs> fucking love Samantha so yes. much that I'm still yeah. in denial that, that she's not there. Like, yep. when they were... It's like when someone just tells you something you don't want to hear and you, like, roll your eyes. Like, it was like that. So when they were, like, doing the, like the samantha stuff and kind of like trying to cover their tracks i was just like as if like samantha would not be in their lives and i actually do have some qualms because it's like do you really think that samantha cares about money that much like the way that they were saying it i was just like this wouldn't play out like that like it makes sense that friendships would fall out but like would it really be money and samantha not representing carrie that like is the nail in the coffin I mean, it felt like they were writing to what really happened. Yes. I mean, right? Yes. Like, that's uh, almost identical to what actually happened. Yes. You know? I think that, their, and the, even the way that Sarah Jessica, part, like, Carrie is talking about it, like, something yeah. about that feels more real. Felt very personal. That, yes, than anything else she says throughout the whole episode. Like, something about that felt like, we're sending a message to, to Kim, like, through this, yeah. through this episode. Like, hopefully she turns it on and watches it and whatever. Um, but I, yeah, because by all like, I mean, obviously we're getting three accounts versus one. So it is like, we're getting three sides of the story and then Kim controls. Uh, I mean from, but from what I've like read in interviews and, and seen in interviews, it has like seemingly been on Kim Cattrall's side that the like fallout happened and all that sort of stuff. So it, it did feel like, you know, maybe Sarah Jessica Parker wrote in that Carrie bit as like her way of saying again, like, come on, you know, yeah. I'm not really sure what happened, but. Yeah, there there is a, an amazing throwaway line in season one, where mm. um, um, Samantha says to Carrie that if she ever settles down and like gets into like a lovey dovey relationship, like she'll kill her or something like that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And it was yeah. just like at this in a weird way, like all three of them by the end, you know, are all in romantic relationships, you know, seeing mm. how big and Carrie are in this first episode. It's like in Ugh. a weird way, you kind of understand, you can yeah. almost understand like why Samantha might feel like she needs a change no. of pace a little bit. <laughs> Listen, it's not a perfect, it's not a perfect situation. And I think what's interesting about it is like between, <laughs> over the fir- the first two episodes, at least it isn't a one and done line. It's not like, Oh yeah, yeah. The, she's not with us. Thing. She's not What's with us the, anymore. 
what's with the through line? Like, just that's like, why I like it though, because yes. she wouldn't in in the events that happened in episodes one and two, uh-huh. she would, regardless yes. of like her her situation, she would send flowers or she would you know do something like yes. you know like. But it's like that. That's okay. what I think it is. They're doing okay. the best what they can with a bad situation. You know what I mean? Like, like <laughs> yeah. it's, it's listen. It's not perfect. I'm not, but, but okay, I'm trying but to be positive you, about it. Reach into your souls, and this is yes. like jumping the gun a little bit. But like mm-hmm. okay. my friend and I were talking about this. There's been a lot of sex in the city phone calls this week. Just like me bitching uh-huh. with my girlfriends, be like, oh my yeah, god, yeah, not yeah. bitching, but whatever. Anyways, if Samantha were to make the effort to send flowers. Out of everybody, out of everything that Samantha is and has been throughout the entire series, would she not just be there? Would Samantha not be there? Yes, is there of course. Any yeah, but, s- but she but, can't be. But I think if she, yeah, <laughs> if she wasn't there, there, but she can't then be. Why? So this feels like but the closest why? character moment. Like, I agree. When they That's cut to I that, think. when they cut to that bouquet, I was like, that is the most Samantha like ass bouquet I've ever seen in my life. Like, I know. it was perfect. Yeah, I, I, it's it perfect. Hurts. It's perfect hurts. for perfect for what it is. You know what I mean? Like, oh, what can we <laughs> it, do? About it would have hurt more if it's like if like she just didn't do anything and they don't make it a part yes. of the story, or if they will have a storyline of how Carrie's sad that Samantha didn't reach out. Because then we'd be saying there's no chance Samantha does not send flowers. Yes, to thank Carrie. you, Ian. Thank you. You know, and and I think that is like the beauty of the show that we spend so much time with these characters that it's hard with the reboot. Especially when a, a core what? character is gone, you know? This is the yeah. best that, character. Like, no matter what happens, something is not going to play correctly. Uh, and that's why we can podcast about it. That's right. Uh, you know? Y'all came ready to poke holes in my, in my doubts. And we I came ready. And I respect you, that. You guys are you like... Spoiled. <laughs> You you spoiled it by giving us in our DM. I Boom know. said, I, "I gotta be real. I'm yeah. not sure." You gave us time to prep some yeah. some rebuttals. <laughs> That's right. But I also see your point. I I also agree with you and, and see your point on a lot of these things too. So the the I, best I, was I was watching. I know the Boom Army is gonna come for us. Oh yeah, after, so it's, I know. Happen. I'm fine with that. It's okay. Um, <laughs> I hope the it's best Kim was Cattrall. I hope that's. Oh the my god! <laughs> I hope everything she sends was with jazz music in the background. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, I sat down and watched the first episode with uh, with Emma, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. she's just like, no, no you didn't. No, no, you no. watched it at work. I know, and then we watched it Emma. again. Okay, does she know you. that? She does. She knows. Okay. She knows. Okay. She knows. Okay. <laughs> she was she was very she was very very hurt. <laughs> very hurt. Edit, edit this out. Edit yeah. this out. No, no, it's fine. We've we've talked. Yeah. Um, okay, good. We're still together. Everything you, is fine. That's the last time you've talked though. After that, that is conversation. true. Yeah. Yeah. I am recording from a trash can outside. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um but they introduce like uh the the who's that new character the f- super fashionable uh friend of uh, black charlotte uh, B- yeah black black charlotte uh, lisa todd wexley yes she's yeah. introduced and i was like who is this f- f- fake ass samantha they're trying to push on us right now and i was like listen okay just calm down right we're gonna get through this it's gonna it's gonna be fine but she's like you cannot replace her i was like we're well, no one is trying to replace her they're not it's yeah. fine it's gonna be okay it's gonna be okay she I was can't so offended watch yeah, the and first I- episode without her and then told her to calm down. This would be an Ian, episode listen, of Sex in the City. Listen, Ian jumped into the DMs and was like, guys, you need to watch this immediately before anything bad happens. <laughs> and sorry. I was like, okay, well, what do you want me to do? I I'm started sorry. watching I it. really didn't want you guys to get spoiled. I was I, very I thankful. Because, I would have been yes. really sad for you guys if you got spoiled. Oh, so. yeah, same. I did what I had to do for the podcast, okay? Yeah. <laughs> uh, before we get to Carrie and the ultimate storyline of, of episode one and two, 
uh, I, I do want to say I was a little nervous at all these new characters being introduced that it was just going to, they were going to try and replace Samantha or make it not really about the core three, but I'm really glad that it, at least so far, it seems like the new characters are very auxiliary mm-hmm. and just yeah. like are helped to pushing the story along. So that was one of my big concerns and I'm glad that they resisted the urge to do that. Agreed. Agreed. Let's get to it. Oh. It's time. Yeah. Carrie and Big, we 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 come to Carrie. They are living their best life, the best Happy. life, the best life. And and something I I and noticed buy actually buy it. You buy it. And something I noticed this time is you know there's that what season four season five where Carrie dates the jazz guy, mm. hates jazz, and then she's just loving listening to jazz with she Big. Loves jazz. I love this with their expensive ass uh, AV set up and record player and i knew the beautiful house as soon as i closet. saw that i knew ian was gonna clock that i was like yes. this is his fly. dream it was fly. okay yes. the tile the tile in the kitchen <laughs> is gorgeous it's gorgeous okay it's amazing it's so good i don't know where like it's okay that's all you go and look at it it's it's exquisite. Uh, i need to look at that i didn't i didn't catch the, it's uh, exquisite it's like the with the backsplash <laughs> tile in the kitchen behind carrie mm. it's gorgeous it's when you know you've made up yeah it's yeah. true um they're living their best life mm-hmm. uh we're getting teased along the way the big is a peloton addict like mm-hmm. uh many people uh, in the world uh, karen big are supposed to go to the hamptons or some rich mansion place they own Instead, Carrie has to be a good friend, support mm. Charlotte and her daughter's piano recital while she's gone. Big, going too hard on the Peloton. As too hard do. with those climbs. He gets a heart attack. Carrie comes back. They get their one last moment. And then he uh, dies. In her arms, bro. I have chills right now. Like, a okay, a. So, I was told at work that they were keeping sex in this. I I got zero press screeners for this until midnight the night it came out, which is unlike anything any movie, like even Dune, I saw early, and like Endgame. Like I get to see these very high touch things early. This they held, and I was told they kept it as secret as uh, Game of Thrones finale. Like that was the level of secrecy they had. And for the Game of Thrones finale, they only handed around paper scripts to show, like, to reduce, like, any leaks. Sure. Uh, which is crazy. So it's crazy they were able to keep this quiet, and I thought it was really cool. Uh, mm-hmm. Because you kind of felt it was coming. Yes. But I was arguing the whole time, being like, no, there's no fucking way they're going to do this. When he, lo- when he looks at her as she's leaving, I was like, this dude's dead by the end of this episode for sure and i was like i can't believe they're gonna do that there's like there's no way i i've hated big since like mm. the, my first watch through i've never liked big i've always been mm. team aiden it's not one or the other it's just how i felt okay everyone relax Fine. okay it's Fine. not one or the other it's just my personal feeling <laughs> okay that being said the scene between them had me team big in what ten, five minutes less however mm. long that scene is of them singing and cooking dinner yeah i was like i love them this is the greatest relationship ever and it's carrie knew that's the life they were gonna have together they could have had yeah, yeah. she knew it the whole like, time. do you do you faults no we're gonna have to get listen later. watching after we'll, watching we'll save season, the conversation for later after watching season <laughs> one i get it now i get it yeah. now yes and it's just like for me to like 
now be on Team Big after all these years, and then to lose him is just like this was it was gut wrenching. I was like, this is yeah. not right, but it is right for this show. I think like yeah. Carrie. Sex in the City is not about Carrie with her shit together. It's about <laughs> Carrie not having her shit together, you know? And, like, yeah. there's no way this show works yeah. if they're together. And it, would have, and it would have been so stupid if Big just, like, cheats on her no, again. No, and that's then not they big. just get divorced. Like, that's... It was big, but it was not then... It was not current. He you know, on like... Her? Well, wait. Well, he... She she has... No, no, no. He, it's been too he cheats on her with Natasha... She cheats on him with Aiden. Oh yeah, maybe he doesn't actually cheat on her. No, but you know they they have a tumultuous yeah. relationship. Oh, 100%. You know, right? And I feel like it wouldn't if he just if they just got divorced. It would have been the whole story about them getting back together again, and that's basically what the first movie is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, you know, this is right. I guess is right. I get it. If yeah, um, boom. What did you think? Well, yeah, it makes sense. Like I feel like Steve predictions predictions. Steve and Brian are are going to be the ones that get divorced. Charlotte and Harry are going to be like the happy ones with some bumps in the road, but they're just going to figure it out. So big had to die. Because <laughs> 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 sex in the city just likes to cover all angles all the time. Yeah, um, yeah. But it was brutal. And I didn't again, denial. Like I was watching it simultaneously with Sophie and we were like sending each other reacts. And she's like, mm-hmm when they were cutting between Lily at the recital and big on the Mm -hmm. Peloton, she's like, what's about to happen? What's about to happen? I was like, this isn't going to happen. He's going to have a heart attack. And then there's going to be a whole story about like Carrie trying to just make him eat kale. And like, that's going to be a thing. (laughs) And like, that's the storyline. I'm like, it's going to be a fake out. He's not going to die. And then we get the like, and just like that big died and we were like yeah i was fucking flabbergasted not to mention also in the middle of my work day and just like dead stopped (laughs) doing work (laughs) also like they don't actually say and just like that until that moment which is totally like fuck you for like not Uh, saying it until right but but also like i hated this title and the show is making me love this title. Like this, I liked it a lot because it's like her writing. Yeah. She would always say that in her articles. Yeah. I like Did she? Too. Is that the thing? Yeah. Oh. yeah. Sure. And just like that, this girl moved right. to the Upper I East see. Side yes, or whatever. Yes, yes. You know. okay. I have a question. Uh, yes. I don't know if this is like diverts too much from the big topic, but do you, how do you guys feel about the no narration? Because she only gives you the end just like that at like the very end of the episode, which mm. seems like it's going to be a thing. But I liked it. Yeah. I think narrations feels kind of dated just as like a, a concept, as a, like a con- concept yeah. piece. So I, I was okay with that. I didn't really miss it, but okay. it, it was noted, but it wasn't like too much. I kind of yeah. miss like Carrie contextualizing everything and like mm. holding her hands through it. Sure. Sure. And, you know, but I, yeah. but, you know, it's not needed. It, it was just well, it's like, those are in theory, the episodes are her articles. Right? Yeah. So it makes sense that the narration comes through like as she's like, as if you're reading the article with her. Yeah, exactly. Um, that's interesting. I I actually uh, hadn't even noticed that actually until you brought that up that it wasn't there. But that's I wonder if that because it it also does not continue into the second episode, right? So yeah, maybe it's something that like did, did she get a voiceover at all in the second episode? She does it at the end again. So interesting. So maybe that's, just like that something something. Okay, okay. Just the last line. Um, there there is talk online controversy. Mm. Uh. And by online, I mean things I see on Twitter and my coworkers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were mad that uh, 
Carrie did not immediately call 911. Dude, that's all I was yelling at the screen. I was like, call 911. Call 911. So you you were on team. She should have called 911. Listen, the, the everything I've ever heard about heart attacks is the first thing you should do is call an ambulance because the faster you can get someone to deal with it, the more likely you are to survive a heart attack. What sure. are you doing? It takes two seconds. You don't even have to say anything. You just have to dial 911 and throw the phone on the floor. They'll come find you. They can do that now. It's the future. So yeah. then you go over. But I mean, I get it. But it was just like, it was just frustrating because it's like you just want mm. Big to live, you know, and then. Right. And the fact that he's moving, like, when you walk in, I wasn't even sure. And then it's like, is he? Oh, he's alive still. Like, I thought maybe he might be dead. But he wasn't. He was alive. I was like, save this man. He was holding out because he just wanted to, like, get one last look at her. Which is weird only because they make it a thing that he he takes her in before she leaves. Like, it's a whole scene before she walks out he like he makes her stop or something and yeah. he looks back at her but that he's informs got, I, what he yeah. does then it's like he's holding on like mm, right mm, he can't call I see, the police because yes, it's like mean. phones his phone's been drenched he's right. literally holding on until she gets there so she he can take there. one last look at her I love it. And for me, it was like my over defense of the scene because I get it she should call time on one is like she knew he was going to die. Did she want to have his potential last moments with her, like being with yeah. her in that second yeah. mm. or she's on the phone and she misses that chance, you know? Yeah. yeah, yeah so no. for me, you know, it just, in terms of that, I, I understand why, but realistically she should call that. But no, but that's a good, but yeah. narratively speaking, I understand what you mean. And like, yeah. the and sh- just like, and it's a more powerful scene seeing that, you know, dude. And the shot of the shoes, should, should not feel that emotional but it's oh like you see them in the water and like i didn't even remember they were part of the wedding like to, to me but like knowing who right. she is you're just like it was important my yeah. god i'm gonna cry oh my yeah, god those are the ones that those are the shoes that he buys her in the movie and the, those those are in the closet when like she comes back i have to go back and get my manolos or whatever those are the shoes my goodness so showing them just getting drenched and she wears their, them when they uh, get married yeah it was particularly powerful and it absolutely should not have been but it was that was a really Crazy. very good touch yeah um yeah there's great fan service throughout the, the the episodes like tara i should have had her write down like she's like oh this they said this in this episode they did this in this episode i just call like when the dresses like oh they wore this once or you know this mm-hmm. was in the background but yeah lots of like really hardcore uh fan easter eggs in there throughout episode two is basically them planning the funeral um which i thought at first, I was like, this is kind of like a silly, like looking funeral. But the more I thought about it, I was like, no, that I think the funeral was cool. Like it, it looked like something big would do. You know, Emma said it looked like a Bitcoin conference. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it looked like a con like if, when Kanye dies. That's what his. Right. Funeral yeah. Was gonna yeah, look yeah, like. yeah. Totally. Maybe that's why I like this. Yeah. 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 A Bitcoin conference. Is Dude, the I best died. Thing I've ever heard. I know. I was like, that's the most spot on thing I've ever heard. It was hilarious with like the, the, the screen in the background and stuff. It was perfect. I thought it was so sterile. I thought he was a little bit more of like a traditional kind of guy. Like, I feel like it would be more, there'd be more wood or something. Like, I don't know. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, I, I also have to note, Tara made the very funny comment, and I don't want to steal the joke, where she said, uh, because Carrie wasn't with Big because she was with, uh, at, uh, what's her name? Charlotte. Charlotte's daughter's uh, recital. That's now the second time that Lily, uh, Charlotte, and what's his, Harry's, Harry's. daughter 
has fucked up Bridge, uh, Big and Carrie's relationship. Oh yeah, because she because in the, the movie phone. she takes the phone yeah. in the purse. So that's twice now. Logan. Oh, interesting. Okay. That's so funny. Keeping tabs, you little home record. That's They're right. turning her uh, into a supervillain. We get more of the other characters. Like we get we get Anthony and Stanford in uh, episode one a little bit, but we get them in season t- in episode two a little bit more. Uh, thoughts on our boys Anthony and Stanford? Stanford's the best. Mm. I love Stanford so much. It's His hard because he also he's passed in, in real, real life. life yeah, man, that's sad. Off, yeah. yeah, and I'm curious how they're going to do it. Yeah, because obviously that's like a big thing. And and he was like real life best friends with Sarah Jessica Parker too. Like they, it like feels very, that very way. Close. They feel um, so close. Yeah, I love I'm that curious, relationship. So. Here's how that's going to plan out. Uh, I like Anthony's. Uh, Anthony looked great, by the way. Yes. He yeah, he looks great. He has not aged a day. Um, and anything on season? I mean, I feel like all, all of our chat was on episode one, but season well, two definitely felt like episode, the conclusion uh, to episode one. You know? The thing that I really loved about episode two actually is Carrie, where if you're watching the episode, what's really amazing, especially like during the funeral scene in particular, is. She is the reason two characters come together for a scene. And as soon as she pairs them, she disappears. Like she, Mm. it's, you know, these two people are talking. Oh, hey, what's going on? Oh, I got to go. And they leave. And it's like fine for setting Mm. up conversations. But I also love this idea that like Carrie is really feeling alone in this situation Mm. right now. And she is just like, she is sort of like a leaf in the wind, you know, like she doesn't really know what's going on. And she's just avoiding this whole as much of this situation as she can because it's a lot it's like super tough for her and i yeah, like that and, idea and my favorite parts of this this episode and a theme that annoys me but i also really like about charlotte's character is that charlotte has to like she has so much blame on herself yes. and like always inserts herself in situations she probably shouldn't be inserting herself in yeah so her whole thing with carrie this whole time about how it felt like it felt like immediately I was like, Charlotte, like, it's not about you. It's like, let Carrie mourn. Like, you don't have to cry, you know, every, you know, it's things like that where I feel like Charlotte's fault is that she does that too often. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad they kind of kept that theme yeah. um, in, in this episode. And I, and I like how they sort of introduce that concept jokingly at the funeral right. home where it's like, they think right. that she's the widow and it's not her. She's just overly crying. Right. Mm-hmm. Overly crying. Yeah. But then it. they address it in like such an amazing scene where they just both have it out at e- not have it out at each other, but they both become honest about how they're feeling, you know, and it's this thing that they've been bottling up and she's just, it's not about you. It's, you know, and it's just like, I love that. And the idea that, that she even sort of like in a low key way, blame Charlotte, you know, it's like, I didn't yeah. want to be there and it's your yeah, I fault. Be there, it's like, right. That's such an honest reaction and such right. an honest emotion you're feeling when like, you just don't know who to blame. You want to blame someone because this bad thing has happened to you. Did you notice uh, Miranda's hitting the sauce a little bit? Uh, oh, yes. I also hate that. Like, I like we're gonna turn Ugh. Miranda into an alcohol. She's a she's an unwoke alcoholic. Yeah, with an I, she is woke. Like, she's just she's just woke in the she just doesn't know how to grasp it correctly. No, yeah, but fair. I was confused. Well, you alcohol's know. not gonna help. I was confused by that in the first episode when it's like before class she goes in. I thought that was gonna be like Steve's bar. Or something and then it's like not right, so did I. she's it's just not getting a drink yeah yeah and at the funeral where it's like i guess you're at a funeral you might want to drink a little but how she got like the whiskey neat oh you yes. know instead of the wine 
Uh, I think that was also very telling. It's like, my husband's uh, bar that supplied I mean, this yeah, alcohol. Yeah, she blah, had, blah, blah, blah. Right, yeah. right. I mean, she had a hard, she's, I think it's going to come out that she's had a hard couple years. I mean, Steve being like half deaf. I thought that was a joke at first, but I, I think he is it's actually like, like half deaf, right? Yeah. And then obviously uh, Brady seems like a big pain in the ass to live with. Yes. Uh, for all the reasons. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's a, he's <laughs> a teenage we, boy. Like what, what more do so you far. want? Yeah. And, you know, she's probably having some sort of identity crisis of, like, leaving her high-paying job to go to school and being around all these young people who are, you know, probably smarter and wiser than her in terms of, like, 2021 terms. So, Mm -hmm. and if Boom says she, you know, comes out as, you know, queer, then, you know, all these things weigh on people, you know? So, that's why. Just like they're piling it up on Miranda. I mean, sorry, I know Carrie's husband literally died. (laughs) I just feel like Miranda always gets the shit end of the stick. Yes, I agree. They they really put Miranda through it. Uh, They put her through it. But that's what we love about her. You know, she's resilient. Yeah, she is resilient. She she goes through a lot. Uh, But I I think overall, the, the show, the first two episodes did great. It Brought me back right into the world. Felt like we never left. Yeah. The writing picked up where it was. I'm excited. In true Synonauts fashion, we're like kind of still figuring out how we want to talk about (laughs) the actual seasons. Yeah. Uh, And I think the season discussions will get longer, like I said before, as we get into the more, at least what we've, us three have decided, like sort of the more meaty seasons where the show kind of really finds its footing and really starts pushing the stories forward. Yeah. That being said, I am a fan of the first season. Yeah. Um, it's definitely my least watch. Typically yeah. when Tara does a rewatch, I won't pay as much attention to the first two seasons. Agreed. But when the third season comes in, I'll like really sit down or like watch them all with her. Um, what, what's your relationship with, with season ones? I, I agree with you f- like full on. I've, it's been, it's probably my, one of my least favorite seasons. Mm-hmm. And when I do rewatches, I'll usually like skip over season one. And then when I'm kind of like feeling the void, when I finish like the series, I'll just <laughs> kind of breeze through it. But I watched it ahead of like doing this episode. I watched yeah. season one this weekend and I was like, you know what? It, it lays some pretty amazing groundwork. It does. Agreed. And it's yep. like, if you're not paying attention, you're going to miss a few things. And like the kind of carry and big storyline mm-hmm. is huge. And season one it- is when it's like the most critical and I honestly love it. I think that the reasons you kind of go in and out of kind of loving each character for different reasons or being annoyed Mm -hmm. with each character for different reasons. Carrie obviously being at the pinnacle of that, like we're like Mm -hmm. being at the the top of that this time around, I'm kind of like on board with Carrie's trajectory in season one. She's off. Like she's, out of pocket for sure and like does some things that are just like absolutely wild but i was like girl like looking back to my like early 20s i would exactly say that like i behaved quite similarly in a few situations yes so that's that and and that's like my (laughs) since you brought it up like i carry people love to hate carrie because people don't act like i love acting like they didn't they would haven't done what she did or would never have done what she did 99% 99% of people have done some of the shitty things Carrie have done. Exactly. Maybe not all at once, but that's the point of a show, right? Like she's revealing herself like totally. to the viewers or you're seeing yourself like Carrie in various different ways. It's really hard for people to see themselves in, yeah. uh, in Charlotte, uh, 
Samantha and Miranda, I think it's pretty hard for people to see themselves in like, you have to be in kind of very specific lanes of your life to do these things to like really connect with these people on like a level. But Carrie's life kind of goes in and out of ways where people can connect with them, you know? So I I think by design, people are all over the place. And I think that like, just, it makes sense. It seems pretty like grounded in terms of, well, I mean, it's all over the place, but just Big's general wishy-washiness, but like Carrie's ability to identify that it's like something Mm -hmm. big, like it's it's a big thing. And that doesn't always pan out because sometimes it's like you can feel that you've had this like really amazing connection with somebody and maybe they're just wishy-washy and and things just don't work out in the end. In this case, you know, they make it through throughout and they have their moments, but mm-hmm. it's just like it it, it makes sense. Like it's she she's even, infatuated and she's trying to sort it out and it's I don't know. And he's there giving big signals and and keeps her just enough on the line to keep her like in the state that she's in. Yeah, that mental state. <laughs> Agree. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, she even she says as much like in the episode there she's like how like when they're in the throes of it, like when they're is there that one episode where they're like really in love, you know, and it's that yeah. one like they're in the euphoria of like new yeah. love. And yeah, she's the monogamists, I think. Is that before uh, the threesome episode? Yes, after? that's right. Yeah, yes, that's <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah. Um, and she says something like, How does it feel? And she's like, I've ne- it's been it's been so long since I felt this way. And it's been so long since. And then she's like, No, no, I'm not even gonna describe it because those things ended. And it was like she so wants this to not end. And mm-hmm. I'll be honest, because I'm a I've been a carry hater, as I've stated. I decided <laughs> that during my watch through that I would have a, a carry sin counter. Where I would make note of all the times I think Carrie does really terrible things. And I was shocked when watching this because there's only one in this whole season Mm. that I really felt. Stocks stocks him at the church. At church. At the church. At church. This is too much. Now, granted, like you said, Boom, like he is being wishy washy throughout the whole season. And I think everything that she does throughout the whole season in terms of like standing up for herself. Like not mm-hmm. dealing with his shit is all really good, and like twenty uh, something Sam, like her situation with him, and like you know, <laughs> oh, screw you, I'm gonna so go good. see him. Like with a twenty, who is Timothy Oliphant, which is a ama- he's amazing. Yeah. Like when he showed up on screen, I was so happy. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but like nothing she does throughout the whole season feels like unwarranted. Like he just really puts her in a situation. Like how is she supposed to feel? Um. And I think exactly. that the only time is like yeah. when she goes overboard with the church thing, where I'm just and like, you're when, crazy. Lady. And when <laughs> she, um, then it's the night when she like calls him and to like meet up with her in the park, but she's with mm-hmm. um, Justin Thoreau. Yeah. yeah. Like that was, I'm like, it makes sense that she wants to make him jealous. And we've all, we've all fucking been there, but. I was like, that was like too much. She's just like, I've met this guy and I'm with this guy. And, He's got my yeah, hand but, on me right now or whatever. It's but like, also yeah. Big is like this fucking multi-bajillionaire with his life so figured out, at least like just in terms of comfort and like living that it's like, she's like, what is the one thing I can have over this guy right yes, now? Yeah. And yeah. that is Justin Thoreau. You know, it's 100%. like you got, she, she, she's, she's fighting the battles she's able to fight. Totally. Because yeah. she can't fight. She won't win most of them, at least to, from the perspective of like a 20 yeah. You know, or, or early 30s, you know, single woman who writes a column, you know, like 
on paper a lot of reasons she's, she's going to lose those fights so yeah. things like that come up i would just like to quickly point out yes that big is first described as donald trump but attractive oh, <laughs> yes but oh, and I, at this point i had not seen this new season so i was like this see big is the worst do you see what i mean this was proof <laughs> in the, the proof was in the pudding on this but um you know that that my mind changes obviously but i thought that was perfect uh, Lots were introduced to, obviously, tons of boyfriends floating in and out a lot of the times in season one, at least. And something that really yeah. makes me not want to watch season one with the confessionals. I think oh. that was that's so weird. And I'm really glad they dropped that. Wait, is that the, the, like, the asides or her? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The asides. The, wrong. The asides are you awesome. like those? The asides what? are the best. I love I the fourth wall breaking. What? Fourth wall breaking oh sucks. Oh, God. Voiceover yeah. only, please. No break. No, it is the fourth wall. That no, is no, where no. they're doing. When they cut, I meant like when they cut and interview people. I love yeah, that. Yeah, I don't like those. No, oh, that's the I best. Like those. Oh, I love oh, that. Oh, my God. Oh, I love oh, it. And specifically in the episode, um, which one? What, <laughs> with it, the when, ads? Oh, the, the, with the young, no, it's like the young, the young, yeah, the, the 20-somethings. The 20-something guys. Yeah, and it's like the 20-somethings. You, she points out all the 20-somethings in the bar. And then later on, they're talking about like why young guys like older women. And they cut uh-huh. to like a basketball scene and like uh-huh. each one of the people at the bar is playing basketball and they all give yeah. their own version of it. It's, oh, yeah. per- it's hilarious. I love that stuff. Ugh. I think it's I great. Know, it takes me out. Boom. You like this? I like them. It's hit or miss. But a lot of them, mm. like when they they hit, they hit. Like they're really funny. Mm. What Kesha <laughs> was just saying was like absolutely perfect. I love when everybody's saying their wanted ads. <laughs> yes. It's, yes. It's yes. Awesome. The threesome, right? For the threesome. Yeah. Thing? Yeah. 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 <laughs> there, uh, I, I, I brought up the confessionals that I, I guess I'm the alone in, uh, because in a show full of so many beautiful people, Why we got our boy Skipper. Uh-oh. Just skip. The proto Steve. This is proto Steve, man. And we're gonna, and we're gonna get, we're gonna have lots of discussions about the boyfriends throughout this, the 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 series. But what is Skipper, and why does he keep coming back? He he's not just like a weird dude. Like he's a weird guy, but he's just a weird looking. Like I don't mean to no, make fun of a no, guy's no. like physical. No, he's also <laughs> weird though. He's also yeah. weird, and his dynamic yeah. is also weird. Like when he yeah. shows up with the new girlfriend, I'm just like, yeah. How did Skipper get this woman first? <laughs> Second, what? How, how do you get Miranda? Yes. Like, I mean, yes. how, how is like Samantha not like dragging Miranda's ass like every I time know. they go get brunch? Like, the, there is that scene when, they, when they're all playing poker and Steve shows <laughs> yeah. up an hour before he's supposed to. And yeah. she, the, the looks that Miranda. Skipper. What did I say? He says Steve. Steve. Skipper. Skipper. Sorry. Yeah. He, Skipper shows up an hour early. And the looks that Miranda gives him, like, in terms of, like, oh, should I come in? I can wait outside. She's just like, you're an idiot. Just stop being you. And I'm just like, <laughs> I love the I love, I love Miranda being, like, condescending. That's such a Miranda. Yes, yeah, yes. That's Miranda. I love it. Like, the, no one is good enough. But also, yeah. she can't, like, not be with him because she needs to be loved. You know, it's like, it's great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's perfect. And and she also they explored a lot more with Steve. She I think she does enjoy being like the you know alpha, alpha yep. in the yeah. relationship and all that sort of stuff for sure. Oh, Miranda, which, which like Boom or Catcher said or both you said earlier that season one really sets up like these characters well. Like you get notes uh, of character like characteristics of these characters throughout season one. Oh, hundred percent. I was I'm like shocked how much I really enjoyed it. 
And I love that the episodes were like 23 minutes, 25 minutes. Like They're all 22 are, minutes, yeah. I think. Till the like end? The whole series. Till the end? Yeah, until the end. Like, yeah, yeah, how could you minutes, not yeah. binge this show? It's like you can yeah. watch a whole... It's too easy. I accidentally watched the whole season in like an evening. I was like, oh, yeah. God, I haven't been taking notes. I've just been... I watched the it's whole like show. three hours. Yeah, yeah, it was great. It's super easy. Yeah. Um, so let's chat about... Uh, let, let, let's, as a tester, and, and people listening... Uh, if you have thoughts of how you want us to discuss these seasons, please let us know. Um, but I think this felt good. Just sort of talking yeah. about, you know, because, mm-hmm. because because the main storyline story arc in season one is really big, right? Like every yeah. episode kind of has like standalone stuff. Like the threesome is really just a standalone thing. And later yeah. in the series, we get much more drawn out story arcs between all the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so do, uh, what's everyone's, I think boom suggested everyone's favorite outfit that, they see yes where did you did, did you see that note catcher that might have flown by one of our DMs? no 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 i saw it i've been okay, I, okay. oh yes 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 yeah we're okay good. Yeah. okay and then uh like a favorite you know favorite favorite episode of, of the season catcher what, what's yours okay well i thought we were also going to talk favorite like romantic interests was that also a thing? sure oh yeah yeah, yeah. Okay. favorite romantic yeah and then everyone and it doesn't have to be about carrie it could be about right. whoever, anyone yeah, yeah. favorite yeah okay so best outfit it's sort of a toss. I have a little bit like you know me. I like to break the rules. Uh, I have a little bit sure. of a toss up. Um, yep. Miranda's outfit when she goes on like the fake lesbian dinner date. <laughs> oh my god! Love gosh. it. I love it. The blues, the reds, yeah. her hair. Yeah. I'm all for it. Um, Carrie's silver dress that mm. she wears to big friends party mm-hmm. is awesome. The naked mm-hmm. dress is a classic. Mm-hmm. Naked dress is a classic, but that silver dress is stunning. Mm-hmm. It looks amazing on her. The fabric looks great. And yeah. just quick, Samantha okay. wears this green jacket throughout the first season, this oversized uh-huh. green jacket mm-hmm. that is to die I'm for. Uh, is yes, to die for. Right now. Incredible. Yeah, yeah. Incredible. Um, I love that. So yes, those are my three because we I break rules. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna break a rule too. My outfit because I think it's the only time, it's the best time to say it is her opening credits outfit. Carrie's opening credits I, outfit. I wasn't Aww. sure if that was up for grabs because I think it's really good. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. and I love it, and it it's great. That uh, it's just you know, I don't know, it's great. I love it. Boom. Um. Okay. So the most iconic outfit of season one is when samantha is drunk oh, yes. and hitting yes. on the bellman yes, or the yes, doorman yes. Yeah. Yeah. yes you're right yes. charlotte's condominium and she's wearing a fur jacket with black lingerie underneath on the street she looks amazing yeah and phenomenal uh, uh so great phenomenal <laughs> yeah. and then hold on i'm just and then yeah i like the naked dress as well like you can't really mm-hmm. talk about season one without talking about the naked dress it's iconic um and there's yeah that's pretty much it that's all i have to say like all of the outfits are amazing so for the most part you get some, right. you get miranda and some doozies but that's iconic I mean, in its own way. Those are iconic in itself. I mean, yes. there's a lot of she, questionable Miranda style choices. She has like a matrix look series. in one of the episodes. I, and <laughs> yeah. I was just like, wow. Okay. I mean, she wears like leather bell bottoms at one point. I mean, there's a lot of choices uh, made my made by Miranda, Yeah, but it, it makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. Um, this is also like notably the season and the first two seasons are really before like 
they stretch the rules of Carrie being like somehow able to buy these insanely expensive the dresses and outfits. Fashion icon. I actually and I actually like that about season one. There's that whole episode where she's like super poor and her poor, like right. super rich friend shows up and is like buying right. her shoes and stuff. And I was just like, oh, I kind of oh like gosh. that. I kind of love that that you like get this vibe love- that she's everything that her Amelita the like mm, yes I love everything that she wears and I think that oh my god I love that episode it's hilarious yeah it's okay. so funny yeah it's so funny uh favorite uh romance boom favorite romance of the, of the episode of the season I mean Carrie Carrie and Big I okay, like, okay other than that other than that others, okay yeah. um you, or you can say Carrie and Big, it's fine. No, that I, is really the, the main one. Carrie and Big is like the main one, and then there's just like a few of the random ones. The funniest is probably the guy who um, always like showers after sex with Dude, Miranda. Yes, yeah, yes. Yes. yeah Miranda. the best like, is when they, they they cut to him, and every time they cut to them having sex, like his like oh oh is like exaggerated 10 times yeah. every time they show it it's the be- it's the best it's just so friggin awkward and then i love that they like make that comment or like carrie talks about him like turning it into a broadway show yes. after like right. i'm like this is perfect this is perfect yeah so yeah <laughs> uh for me uh <laughs> Uh, it is Charlotte's addiction with the vibrator. I think oh. that is the best romantic storyline. Dude, story dude that episode, her reaction to the vibrator, yeah. she's yeah. she's so excited because it's pink. And she's yeah. just like, I thought that's it's like, killing it's like, me. Oh, it's called, it's, it's called a rabbit? It's so cute. Yeah. Oh and they made it pink. Yeah. Also, Charlotte like goes on a fucking journey in season one because yeah. they set her up like, you know, she's a little bit of a prude and prude, she, square, she's very right? specific and like very square and looking for this type of person but like charlotte like out of all of them even over samantha in season one is more explorative i well either she's having like shitty guys like really pushing her boundaries in yes, like yes. bad ways yeah, the or anal she's episode. Ha- oh my I'm, god the an- i'm the not i'm not a i'm not a hole is the funniest thing charlotte <laughs> yeah. has ever said ever like just exactly. pick a hole and she's like i'm not a hole and i was I'm like wow that's the most charlotte also one of thing. the most iconic um iconic like force like the four of them moments at the hands of charlotte's fucking struggles is when they're in the cab talking about anal and charlotte's nervous and then they get bumped and they're like she's like what was that and they all say a preview at the same time (laughs) that's like one of the best moments in so funny i i that's the thing about the first season that i actually really love is like them together like i just love their dynamic together it feels like so real and like you get so many great them playing poker you get a flashback right. sequence. Like there's right. so many great them as a group that like as egos, season, you know, continue right. get grow and stuff and things get more awkward. Like you just lose a little bit of that, I think, later yeah, on. Yeah, totally. But this and, is magic. And just like, you know, real life aside, even like their characters, like they all get, you know, they get married or they get different sure, jobs. Yeah. Yeah. They all, you know, they, they do split up a little more. But uh, in exchange, we do get a lot of those brilliant brunch scenes. Yeah. True enough. Yeah. Uh, catcher, favorite relationship. Um, I th- I think it's twenty something Sam, and I don't really know why. Like, there's nothing particularly interesting about him. I just like when Timmy Oliphant showed Timmy up. Oliphant. I was just like, oh my god, it's Timmy Oliphant. This is amazing. Yeah. And just the way he is, 
like he yeah. says the way he acts and does things yeah. i think it's are hilarious and um i love when she sort of like finally goes through with it they go back to his place and she wakes up in the morning and the house is disgusting it's so gross um he's got a weird roommate who has a like a scar on his stomach which just makes him even more amazing i don't know why um so yeah i think him I, and i just like the dynamic that it, it provides her which is like okay i'm now going to like i don't need you big i got this side piece over right. here and i like that right uh unfortunately big's future side pieces are all like supermodels and things like that that's, so that's you know whatever <laughs> whatever um also typically all not the first of like many like cameos or well, i guess at the time they're not cameos at the time they're just well like, justin thoreau cast. as well like and thoreau right right yeah. thoreau and all are the first two that we sort of pop, see pop up who later become stars uh favorite episode of the season um i'm a big fan of the finale because mm-hmm. of uh oh wait does big call her yeah big calls her her friend at the finale right or is that the episode before that to, the, to the mom that's the finale to yeah. the mom yeah okay yeah that um I assume it was the episode before, so um, yeah, the finale. Just because, like, it's—I can't even imagine how many times that happens to women, or I'm sure it happens to guys all the time too. Oh yeah, where they just get completely burned in front of their boyfriend, girlfriend's parents. Yeah, uh, and it's just like that sucks. Like they build up a really good, strong season with them, and it just sort of sets up their kind of tumultuous on again, off again relationship for the remainder of uh the time we see them together so uh yeah i, th- I thought that that was such a standout just that moment in particular even is, is really stand up yeah uh boom i like the monogamous the yeah. monogamous mm. is my favorite episode because yeah. i love just like thinking about it's also kind of sad because it's like all the reasons that not all the reasons, but you're just like, oh, men always been like that, though. You know, you're like, this came out in, like, this came out in 1998, and I'm like, it, it, yeah. it do be like that, Carrie. Like, shit, here we are. But it's a fun episode. And also, Skipper has a girlfriend in that episode, so yeah, on, Skipper. <laughs> Good uh, for Skipper. Skipper, catch your favorite episode. I think my favorite episode is episode nine, the turtle and the hare. So mm, this is mm-hmm. this episode one. Samantha, That's the vibrator episode. The vibrator episode, which on its on that alone is amazing. Stands alone. Yeah, is, yeah. Um, and for people who haven't watched a show or uh, are, are, I know at least one listener is going through it right now. There are two or three very strong vibrator themed episodes throughout the series. Yeah, uh, and this is the first of of them. <laughs> Hankered, hunker down. This is yeah. yeah. Um, let, let me see. I just want to see. So what did I write here? Okay, so one, the fact that Samantha has this relationship with this guy, and she, like, turns him around. Mm-hmm. Literally, there's a scene where she's like, look, he twirls now, because oh. she's now, like, bought him clothes, and she shows him off and stuff. And, like, <laughs> seeing Samantha in this, like, uh, fixer-upper mode is perfect. So hilarious. Right. Um, the vibrator thing is amazing. Charlotte's reaction to the vibrator is hilarious because she is so mad about how much it makes her come. It's like, she's like, she's super like, how could anything live up to this? She like, she has to put it away. She's like too addicted to it. This to me is hilarious. Like, I love this idea. Um, But the thing that I love the most about it is this, there's a situation where Stanford and Carrie have this like you know classic conversation of like you know we 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 should just get married because like we're best friends and all this stuff and right. 
without like this sort of like cliched thing of like you know like uh, straight women and their gay best friends, whatever. Mm-hmm. But this mm-hmm. idea of that it sort of hints at this like a breakdown of the structure of relationships as like at a societal level of like what is a marriage like what does that mean and like mm-hmm. sure they won't end up getting married and that that's not what it's about but the idea of questioning it i think they do it in a way that like isn't like we, like it's just subtle enough that it, it just like left me thinking like oh yeah like what does that mean and what is that and, and i like that about that i love that and it shows it, things like that like you're calling out like it shows the writing is like very smart on the show and like it's very clear why the show was getting nominated and became a critical success and went on to become like one of the most iconic shows ever. Um, because I think like a lot of people who, again, like you say, catch it earlier, mostly guys who have never watched a show make massive, massive assumptions, uh, assumptions yes. about the show and like how it's written and all sort of stuff. When the writing is extremely strong, like it's not just funny and it's not just like about sex or whatever. Like no. the writing and the relationship building is incredibly strong yeah. uh, throughout, even on this season where I think it's the least so, but uh, it's still, you know why it, it it's an important television show from this first season. I, I was watching the last two episodes before we started recording and Emma had finished making dinner and she came in and brought the food and she sat down and it's, and we were watching episode 11. That's the one where she, she, uh, Carrie farts in bed and they, and they oh, stop yeah. having sex. Right. And she's not sure like what's going on or whatever. And they have a fight and all this stuff, but big comes home um, uh, near the end of the episode, big goes to her house. And this is the first mm-hmm. time he's ever been to Carrie's. And they start having this conversation and, uh, you know, and Emma's like, listen to what they're saying. Like what they're talking about right now is their relationship. And he, so he's never seen the inside of her house before. And she's like, oh yeah, it's whatever. I'd like to make some changes. Like I want to change this and this, this isn't quite right. And he's like, he's well, you, like it's perfect. The way it's it perfect. And it's like this, you know, he, he's never been invited to go up in the, in this right. way that like, she's never invited him into her life in a, in a real Ugh. way, you know? And it's like, mm. and, and he doesn't want to change anything about her. And she just feels like everything about her needs to be different. And yeah. this, his appreciation of who she is as a person, but it's in this dialogue. That's like just about the apartment. And it's like, that's actually what the show is. It's like mm. the things that they're talking about are shockingly subtle and well-crafted and like, and, and well-performed. Yeah. And like that episode is now my new favorite episode. And I'm changing my mind. Wow. And I'm going there to you that. Go. Cause it's just like, bad boy once again. Yeah, yeah I know. It's also, so great. It's just you know? like all the time Carrie spends trying to get in with big. She doesn't even realize that she's putting up blockers and she's not letting, him, not letting him, him in. Yeah. Right. Exactly. She's too exactly. With being perfect. Oh, mm-hmm. and that's what I was saying earlier. She feels like she's going to lose any battles she has with him because she thinks she just has this life mm-hmm. and he has everything set up when really, and is that not like classic yeah. human in terms it of is. like, we are 100%. constantly everything. We're always trying to fight everything we can to avoid something. And it's like what we're trying to avoid everything we do to try to avoid something makes what we're trying to avoid come true and that's 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 humans you know i love this fucking show so much and that is the first episode of synonauts in the city baby we done it this is gonna be amazing we did it can we just do this like the show can it just be we just keep rewatching it every time (laughs) absolutely absolutely i'm sweating uh Thank you all for listening. Yeah. We hope you all enjoyed that. Please send us your thoughts. <coughs> Tweet at us. 
at Synonauts. Email us. It's at uh, synonautspod at gmail.com. Because next week, we're going to talk about episode three of And Just Like That and season two of uh, Sex and City. And we'll, we'll spend more time talking about the actual show, you know, next yeah. season. There's more, there's more episodes. We're only talking about one episode. We did do the catch-up stuff. Yeah. Um, this was a ton of fun. So this good. lived up to everything I'm, yes. uh, I had been dreaming of. And just like that, <laughs> Synonauts in the City has come to fruition.